Welcome everybody to Sunday Night Live, 4 o'clock here on the West Coast. I want to welcome you who are watching all over the world. In fact, last week we had a question from Japan that came in. And it's exciting to know that we are literally connecting with people on every continent and throughout most of the countries in the whole world, including Iran and over in the Mideast and even in Europe. Hey, listen, before we get going this evening, uh, I want to just say this. If you're out in the rest of the world, you're watching what's going on in America, we're going to be talking about that because I firmly believe that what is happening in America is going to have uh, very challenging repercussions for the entire globe. And um, it's disturbing. At the same time, we are watching police uh, departments being defunded. And uh, police are being labeled as some of the worst people on the planet. And for me, that's very troubling, very bothersome. The prophet Isaiah wrote about a time when right would be called wrong and wrong would be called right. Uh, it appears to me that we've entered that time. And this is what I'm going to ask you to do. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, we need prayer. We need repentance and we need prayer. And I'm going to ask you to do this. Police have one of the most thankless jobs on the whole planet. Uh, it doesn't matter what they're doing. It seems to be nobody likes them. The only time a person is really bothered by the police, is if they're up to lawless deeds. So that should tell you something about what is going on right now. And I'm not saying that every single police officer is perfect, and there aren't any bad cops that are out there, just as uh, I wouldn't say that about pastors. There's bad pastors that are out there too. Uh, but with that, I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you to pray for uh, the police departments in your area, for police officers that you know. I want to encourage you to do that. I was in trouble with the law many, many years ago. I went to jail. And you know why I ended up in jail? I wasn't there for very long, and I was bailed out. But I was there because I had broken the law, and that's why I was there. But I also understand that we need protection. And here's, here's the funny thing. Think about defunding the police. And maybe you're a person that thinks, I want to defund the police. Well, who are you going to call when the trouble begins? Uh, listen, uh, they have a thankless job. And uh, certainly, most of you probably know police officers or related to some. I want to encourage you to pray for them. And also, I want to encourage you to do this. Uh, this world is in a very difficult position. I'm going to encourage you to have prayer meetings right in your own house. They don't have to be official, but we need to pray. We need to turn to God. We need God's help. We're in a place that we have never been before on this planet. Uh, I will look all the way back to the time of Noah and the flood, and this is affecting the entire world. But with that in mind, we're going to get started because I have a very special guest this evening. Please welcome our good friend, Don Stewart. <laughs> Big crowd. Lots of people watching. It, it's the quality, not the it quantity is, here. We've got is, the yeah. quality people here tonight. And, and uh, we have a lot of people that are watching online. Uh, we're going to get ready to go. Okay. Um, I want to tell everybody online, send in your questions. You can send them in right now if you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook. You can send us your questions. Don, there is so much to talk about. <laughs> I would say I, so. Okay, so let's go back a little bit. <laughs> I mean, we used to talk all the time how there's new news. Every single day there's all these new stories. 
Now, every hour, there's a game changer, it seems. Yeah, about every half hour now, it seems. To, it's incredible, isn't it? What's taking place? It's, uh, again, like we say, you can't make this stuff up, can you? No, you can, you, I love that line that you have. <laughs> you, you cannot make this stuff up. So I'm going to read something. Okay, sure. Uh, some of this comes from you, actually. Um, uh, you had actually uh, texted us out to a few of us early this morning. Okay. And it was, it was a note, Christianity, Christianity Today. Mm hmm the church must pay reparations. Repentance isn't enough. So the church, here's what's happened in America with churches. And then I'm going to read a quote from Ken Ham. Okay. And then I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay. Okay. So I am most bothered by what I see taking place in churches. I can get it with politicians. I can get it with professors in colleges, teachers in high school. Uh, I, I get these different things. But we have the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It appears to me we've gotten way off the gospel. It's not about Christ first anymore. And I am watching pastors do things that are shocking to me. And even, uh, they're, quite frankly, they are alarming. Now, with that in mind, I'm going to read you this quote as soon as I can pull it up here. I have too many things on my phone. Okay, Ken Ham, all right? 2009 in a book he wrote this uh, within the next 10 to 20 years most of the mainline churches will be appropriately down on their knees praying for their own survival across the Atlantic in the one nation under God this is written from Australia projecting here in the one nation under God the seeds of a free and God-fearing nation were planted only 250 years ago Today, few people are aware of the spiritual epidemic that has wiped out the land of our Christian forefathers. England was the home of our great spiritual ancestors. Many of the greatest preachers, teachers, and evangelists of the last 200 years. Few people are aware that the same epidemic has reached our own shores, spreading like an unstoppable virus. When it comes to churches in America, our research, researchers show, research shows that many are already gone. 2009, 10 to 20 years, churches will be on their knees begging for survival. That is where we are. That, was, that hit the nail on the head. Uh, totally. So when I look at this, what do you see? I mean, we have so much to talk about. What, what, give me your, okay, you're not a pastor, but you no. speak at churches yeah. and conferences. Give me your view on, on what's happening with this. All right, we're, we're at a crossroads now, Tom. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned uh, California setting the tone for the United States, actually for the whole world in a lot of ways it does. We're the fifth biggest economy in the world, and what happens here has, has outreach beyond what we can even imagine. And right now we are at a very, very difficult position because we've just, we're continuing, we're about three months now in the COVID-19 lockdown. And then the day after we met the last time, um, on May 25th, was the George Floyd incident, which it seems like it's been going on for like five years, doesn't it? But it's only been three weeks. Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that crazy? It is. It is. There's so much that's happened because of it. Yeah. That. And so now we have lockdown, not only lockdowns from COVID-19, unless you want to get out and protest and riot, you don't have to social distance. And we see, uh, we see things we probably never thought we'd see before. Actually, curfews uh, citywide and statewide at times. You remember the last time we had a curfew? 
No, I do not. Do I don't you? either. No, no. I think we might have had one L.A. for Rodney King thing in 92 for a bit, but I mean, maybe the Watts right in 65, but not like statewide. That was L.A. Oh, it was just it was L.A. Localized. Exactly. It was just localized, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, we had for three nights, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. curfew, you know, and there was nobody even right in our city. So, yeah, it, it's almost like sensory overload. Don't you think in one sense where uh, there, there's a couple of people done articles on this. It's, you know, we've got one crisis after another after another. And it's like, uh, how do we handle all this? Well, again, here's what I always want to say. I want to say this to the get-go. We win in the end. We know this. As yeah. Christians, Amen. we've got the victory. And so the key verse is Philippians 4, 6 through 7, where it says, worry about nothing, pray about everything. All right? If you pray about everything, you're going to worry about nothing. Then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, go guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. So you give it to the Lord. You get on your knees, you pray, you don't worry about it, you give it to him, and you watch the living God work. And if there's ever a time, Tom, we needed the church to be salt and light. It's right now today. So it's an unprecedented time. We have story after story after story after story, as you know. So you want to get to them and get, get the show on yeah. the road? Uh, we are going, we are, yeah, we have so many to cover. So with this, let's look at churches. Yes. And um, uh Second Thessalonians chapter two. Oh yeah, talks about a falling away the, that's going to happen. Yeah. So I am looking at where we are right now. Um, churches are able to meet again, kinda. Sort of. In, in some areas, I actually have an article uh, about churches in, in Santa Clara County, yep. up north. You're probably well aware of it that they have to register every single person that attends church, although they're not allowed to attend indoors yet. They have to register yeah. for outdoors. So there's a lawsuit about that. So this is, uh, there's a spiritual dynamic to this, but there are pastors that are, they're okay with it. Yeah. No, these two pastors filed a lawsuit aren't, but there's Good. a lot of pastors that are okay with this whole thing happening. And the, the falling away must come first. Uh, Second Thessalonians, ultimately, I believe that gets fulfilled during the tribulation yeah. period. But this is what it appears is happening we're, we're watching, certainly, the, the foundation of this being laid. Yeah, and also, too, let's recall, let's not forget, it was two weeks ago, or was it three weeks, two weeks ago, where the churches opened up on the 31st, right? Yep. Remember, after three weeks, yep. our governor's going to evaluate. Remember, next week, a yeah. week from today, evaluate how it's going. And isn't it interesting, almost like on Q, all of a sudden, there's more COVID-19 cases show up in California. Mm -hmm. You think that might be... Uh, yes. Uh, just sort of a coincidence, or uh, you think it's going to be the harbinger of what's going to take place? Saying, you know, out of due caution, we're just going to have to wait and wait and wait, and the churches are kind of the, in the, the literal back of the bus at the end of the line on this. Yeah, we are. Okay, so look at this also. Um, it, with, and I'm trying not to get political, but here's the problem, is we're looking at Bible prophecy. Yeah. And we're setting up, we can see that we know there's a new world order coming a globalist agenda, we can tell by reading the Bible. Yep. Everybody's going to have to receive a mark. There's going to be databases tracking everybody. So it's hard not to, collect, uh, to connect these things politically because right now, here's what's strange, that when you look at the lockdowns that are still going on, yep. they are in blue states. Yes. So it's like the COVID virus doesn't pass to these other states. Evidently not. And, yes, well, exactly. When you look at the riots that are taking place, yep. it's in the same state. Yep. So I, I'm, I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. Is it just a quinky dink that these things happen to be like that? So that shows me that there's something nefarious that's happening. 
Uh, there's a talk now about destabilizing. The, the whole purpose is to destabilize the United States. I have articles in here that talk about a coup against, uh, the, uh, against the current administration. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm looking at these things going, okay, this is, um, it is, there's a political agenda behind this, but I think ultimately it is spiritual. Yeah, we need to realize it. It's ultimately a spiritual battle. We have to fight with spiritual weapons, weapons of warfare. That's prayer, the word of God, Tom, and put the armor of God on. Because it is a spiritual battle, and it's a spiritual battle to try and allow us, well, not allow us to do what we do, get together, pray, be, a, be salt and light, be the witness. But if we ever needed Christians to witness, Tom, it's right now. Now we need to stand up and say, look, we're going to take a stand for Jesus Christ. Because, you know, here's the thing. You've got people out there protesting. You've got people trying to find a cause, trying to find a reason to exist. And we've got the answer in the Bible. And here is a point I want to make. We don't need dialogue now, people. We need proclamation. We need to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, people say, well, we need to sit and talk about this. No, we need to tell people yeah. there's an answer to this. Yeah. And again, we're in the business of proclamation, aren't we, Tom, and telling them the truth. And so absolutely. that's what the church should do. Yeah, absolutely. It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ. The only way any of these problems are going to be fixed is Jesus. Yeah, exactly. You have some, these, these are some of the things you're going to go into detail with tomorrow. You've you got to share these with, yeah, with yeah. Here's everybody. Yeah, here's the perspective this. headlines right now. It's 4.13 in the afternoon Pacific time on Sunday at 10 a.m. tomorrow on his channel. I'll be doing, I, want to, I want you to hear the headlines. Listen to these. Poll, 55% of Democrats support defund the police. 55%. Thought it couldn't happen? Over half of them right now do. 64% of Americans oppose. Now, like this one, 79% of the truckers say they won't deliver to cities with defunded police departments. That's going to get very interesting, isn't it? And in the Christianity Today story, you had calls for churches to pay reparations to black people. Repentance is not enough. Now, Chaz, of course, uh, shouts down black women frustrated uh, that they hijacked the Black Lives Matter movement. All right, trouble in paradise already in the country of Chaz up there in Washington State. Now, I love this one. Homeless population rises 13% in Los Angeles County in 2019 to over 66,000. Mayor Eric Garcetti blames institutional racism. And he gives, what he does, he goes back to the Second World War about institutional racism. And, you know, there were laws that were made that haven't been on the books for decades. But that's the problem right now. That's where yeah. we got it right now. Okay. Uh, mounting evidence. And this is an interesting one. COVID is not as deadly as thought. Did the experts fail again? And to keep the global thing going, Tom, global military spending sees biggest jump in a decade. Leading European Jewish groups outraged over shouts of dirty Jew at anti-racism protests in Paris. Disney ditches Tucker Carlson ads but openly collaborates with the Chinese Communist Party. And then finally, but maybe not last, it's last, maybe not least, look, Little Rocket Man's sister now warns North Korean army is ready for action on the South. Little Rocket Man hadn't showed up in the last few months. Yeah. He's either dead or mostly dead. We're not really sure what's, what's wrong with him there. And his sister is now speaking out. So that's all we need right yeah. now, right? His sister, North Korea. His sister's threatening too. Threatening, yeah, yeah. she's threatening. So yeah, these are the head, I mean, you literally can't make these things up, can no. you? Who would have thunk any of these would have no, been true? None of it. None and of it. that is very loaded. Yeah. Okay, here's a question that came in. I got about 30 that just okay, came sure. in. Okay, sure. But uh, at what point as Christians do we stand together against a tyrannical government uh, biblically? And yeah. I'm thinking this is what you, I, Jack Hibbs, yeah. James, 
uh, Barry, right. J.D. Frog, right. who's been very vocal lately. Yeah. This is what we're doing. We're doing that and, right now. And, and so at what point, I, I, I'm thinking as a pastor now, you know, I, I have some friends here in the Valley that are also pastors. I praise God for them. I got a text from one of them just before we started praying for you going forward. They opened up a week before we oh, did. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, and so I, I, I'm, I'm looking at this, what point do we do it? What point do we not do it? You know, I've heard pastors say, we got to just have a dialogue. Listen, that, what is that going to fix? It's never fixed anything since never. Adam and Eve. Never. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The proclamation of the gospel, that's the only answer. And people are looking for answers. And if we don't proclaim that, we really don't have anything. And like this Christianity Today story, can we talk about this for a second? Yes. Okay. The churches need to pay reparations to black people. Repentance is not enough. And they use the, the illustration of Zacchaeus. Say he's going to pay fourfold. And so we should do the same thing. So basically, here's what they say. You and I have to pay something for something we're not responsible for. But the people today who commit crimes and break the law, they don't pay what they are responsible for. Now, is that crazy or what? Right. And Zacchaeus, of course, ripped off the people of his day, and he said he would pay back. We didn't rip anybody yeah. off. We're not doing this. We don't have to yeah. apologize for something like that. Zacchaeus' ancestors didn't go back and pay back. No, they don't. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Or his, his descendants. His descendants um, didn't either. Yeah, that, 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 didn't go, that didn't go on. So, but this is kind of left, the lefty liberal Christianity today. And this, you know, Billy Graham, he founded the magazine. He turned over his grave. He knew what was going on now. But pay reparations now. Repentance is not enough. Yeah. What are we repenting for? Yeah. We didn't do it. You know, we're not doing it. We're, we're preaching the gospel, we're, you know, and again, we're, we're missing the whole point. God treats every life equally. We are all made in the image of God. There is only one race, the human race, and let's never, ever forget yeah. that. And so, well, yeah. and slavery ended because of the gospel. Totally. You yeah. know, and so you're looking exactly. and going, wait a minute, the very thing that ended it, but this is how the devil works. Yeah. Okay, now here's something else I find interesting uh, regarding that article and, and again, this is the drive for everybody watching. This is the drive of so many pastors yeah. right now. It's not about, don't even preach the gospel, just give money. So it, it, it's just so bizarre, the delusion that is affecting the leadership in churches in America, entire, entire denominations. Yes. And the members are being told you got to submit to these things too. Okay. At the same time, during the last days, New World Order comes. Right. My reading of the Bible uh, leads me to believe that at the end, it, during that globalist uh, time, you're going to have a few leaders at the top, the elite, and everybody else is going to basically be, as, there's going to be a level playing field. Yeah. The rich uh, that are in Christ are not going to be, that are the people who have a lot of uh, money of this world. Um, that are not part of the globalist agenda are going to be, they're going to lose their money. Totally. Uh, it's all going to be thrown into a big pot. Uh, it's going to be kept by the people at the top, but everybody's going to be kept at a level playing field, which is not going to be very, it's really going to be on the lower middle class playing field. Correct. Yeah, and, and, and that's coming. In fact, it's going to get down, according to Revelation chapter 13, Tom, to only two people, right? Yes. <laughs> the, the final Antichrist and his cohort, the false prophet. But it's already starting. I don't know if we talked about this last time. March 26th, Gordon Brown, the former UK prime minister, he was after Tony Blair, but before David Cameron, uh, said this on March 26th, because of the COVID crisis, we need just a small group of people, small group of people literally to run the world, economically, medically, this and that, to make all the decisions so we don't have all this problem with states, with countries,
centuries with populism, with borders, just a small group. So it's actually setting the tone for that, and it's going to come, according to the Bible, in Revelation 13 with these, with these two world leaders at the time of the end. But, you know, the stage is getting set for that. Oh, it's totally being set for. So you can see all of that coming. I want to get over to Israel in just a few sure. more minutes. Uh, this question that came in says, should I be ashamed that I want Jesus to return? There are so many people who still need Jesus. However, I, I, I want Jesus to return. Yeah, we, I've gotten a lot of those questions. That, no, we, we want to, Second fact, Second Timothy chapter 4 tells us um, he has these rewards for all of us who love his appearing. We want to see him come, but also, too, we are here for a purpose. And one of the things, Tom, that I think, I know you're drilling into your people, and I try and do this wherever I go, we are here not by chance but by design. We are here in this generation living in this time because the Lord has chosen us for some reason to be that salt and light. It's not our grandparents, not our great-grandparents. It's us right now. So we have a tremendous responsibility, don't we, to stand up and preach the gospel. As Jesus told his own disciples, your eyes are blessed, your ears are blessed for hearing these things, seeing what you see, hearing what you hear. Many righteous people and kings long to see what you heard and didn't hear and see what you see. Same thing true for 2,000 years, Tom. They've been waiting for this day. Yeah. We're here, and we've got a responsibility. We are living it we are called to be watchmen right um, or watch woman if you yep. happen to be a lady but this is what we're supposed to be doing Jesus tells us to watch and be ready to watch and pray we're supposed to be warning others interesting that Daniel says in Daniel chapter 9 uh, chapter 12 excuse yep. me that in that day the wicked will know will, will see it and they're not gonna not understand they're, they're yep. not gonna understand they're gonna know something is wrong pretty much everybody across the world knows something's wrong even if they're involved with taking over cities. Yep. However, Daniel says, but the wise will see it and they will understand. Right. And that is speaking of being wise in the last day's events. Correct, because we can understand because the Bible lays it out for us. Uh, this is not a surprising, you know, some of the specific events are surprising, but the idea like what Ken Ham said, mm -hmm. we're not surprised to see this at all, are we? Knowing what the scripture says about the last days. In Luke's gospel, Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find the faith on the earth? Mm -hmm. I'm really asking the question sort of answers it, doesn't it? not going to be a whole lot, yeah. is there? No, uh, we know that there's going to be a turning from the faith. Yep. Uh, we know that, that Jesus said that. Uh, we know that also Paul said, 2 Timothy chapter 3, I believe it is, yeah. that chapter when the three. last day's perilous times will come, then he said, um, people have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. Spiritualism, uh, going oh. to church, or just watching it on TV, or whatever it is, yep. uh, but not really being a, a believer. I'm yep. not saying that people who are watching at home aren't believers, but there's uh, people who have been lulled into just, well, I can kind of get this god thing and you know yeah we're not called to be spectators are we we're to get no, in the game we're, we're to get in the game we're to be players and getting in the game being a watcher exactly telling people look this is what is coming correct and and uh, it also takes boldness here's something else that the book of revelation talks about that in the last days there will be uh it'll be sorcery uh <laughs> yeah. immorality and cowards cowards and I wondered years ago, well, what does that mean, cowards? You're afraid you're going to be beat up by your neighbor? I believe it's spiritual cowardness, yeah. which is what we're watching. Yeah. Um, I had a professor friend many years ago in Bible college talk about if you're going to be a Christian, not everybody's going to like you. You know, we're not going to make a lot of friends with some of the things we talk about today. Jack Hibbs and I are going to do a happening hour on Wednesday. We're going to specifically talk about Antifa and Black Lives Matter. I, and I, we said, I've said, Jack, our verse ought to be Galatians 4.16. 
have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Because we're going to tell the truth, and we're yeah. not going to make a lot of friends, but the truth needs to be told as we're telling the truth tonight. Yeah, it does. In fact, I want to remind everybody, just as uh, Don had said, that's Wednesday. What time is 4 it? 4 p.m. At 4 p.m. Yeah, also? 4 p.m. live. Is that when so you guys you, are on? Yeah, we're on at 4. Oh, wow, oh, so well. Jack's. Yeah. Wow, I feel well, he's so been special. doing that. Yeah, really. Well, yeah, he's been doing his before. I didn't know that. Yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah, no, the reason he the likes pool. doing it for because yeah. the people on the East Coast were yelling yeah. and screaming. Because wait a minute, you don't want to come. That's ten o'clock for us. That's too I, late. So anyway, I, did. I got some texts while we're sitting here from people from Florida and New <laughs> yeah. York and different areas. Yeah, they, they're white uh, now. They like it. Yeah, uh, they like the earlier one. They are, but. It, but that's great. And J.D. gets started JD. way early because he's oh, J.D. really gets – and J.D.'s a wonderful guy. In fact, i tell you a good story. J.D., I knew him when he was in Spokane, Washington, when he was buying and selling cars. I, I knew him at the time when I was at the church there. And then he started teaching Bible studies. And uh, believe me, there isn't a better person out there as a human being than J.D. Farag and the other one, Amir Safadi. Amir actually guided – his first guiding trip was one of mine in Israel about 28 years ago. So those two guys – are God's people of the hour, one Lebanese and one Israeli. Isn't it amazing? Amir and, must have been like eight years old when he Yeah, he, looked, when he, he still looks good. eight years old. I mean, he looks so, yeah, I know. When he already, the guy that Yasser Arafat handed the keys to Jericho over, it was Amir that did that when they turned it over. Amazing. That is crazy. That is crazy. That, that is. Um, so that's uh, this Wednesday with you and Jack. Yep, Jack You're going to be teaching the truth on uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Also Saturday, I want to yep. let everybody know this. Oh, we have yes. a live prophecy conference. Yeah, we want to definitely mention yeah, that. So yeah. what's the, what time does that start? It's a world event from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on his channel. It's hischannel.com. It's uniquely on at that time. It's the only chance you'll be able to see it from 10 a.m. to uh, 2 p.m. It's myself, Tim Thompson, Brad Dacus, and Mr. Tom here, who's going to be the cleanup hitter. And we're going to talk about where do we go from here from, at, from the church. And so um, it's, I think it's going to be a great time there because and then we'll have a panel discussion afterwards because uh, Tim and you were two of the churches that opened up first. Brad has been dealing with all the legal issues during this time. And then, of course, uh, you're the cleanup hitter to kind of, you know, put it together in a whole biblical perspective. Okay, we've got the issues that Tim faced, the issues, legal issues. I'm going to kind of set the table where we got, how we got here, kind of give an overview. And then you're going to, you know, lead us into where we're going from here. So. Great. I'm glad I know. I wasn't real sure what I was going to be talking now about. Now you know. Now you know. <laughs> you'll make something up. But you'll be great. You're always great. It will be yep. truth. Yeah. I, I promise you it will be it truth. It will be great. Okay, here's another question okay. that came in. Uh, will kids, especially those of unbelievers, be included in the rapture? And then the question about women who are pregnant at the time of the rapture. So you, yeah. I know you've heard those a lot. Yeah, okay. Uh, for the believers, yeah. First uh, Corinthians seven fourteen. how the um, unbelieving, uh, if there's a believing spouse, they sanctify the unbelievers and the family. That doesn't count the adults, but certainly the children. It wouldn't be much of a blessed hope, would it, Tom, if our children are left behind at the rapture of the church? That's for believers. Now, for unbelievers, we just don't know. We know that there are going to be pregnant women during the Great Tribulation period because Jesus said, woe unto them when the abomination of desolation takes place. But at the beginning of this period, it's believers and believers only. And I also strongly believe, too, what, what 1 Corinthians 7 says, the, the children of believers. Mm -hmm. Yep, amen. And uh, so I, I, I get questions, more questions about the rapture, the timing of the yep. rapture, all these different things. I just got one now. Pretty simple question is, um, are we closer to the rapture or antichrist? <laughs> <laughs> no, antichrist is going to come. It's going to be interesting. 
He's going to come after the rapture of the church or show up. He may be among us, but he, we won't know him. So all these high-profile people, let's rule them out. It's going to be somebody who just burst on the scene, someone who's unexpected that comes on the particular scene at the time of the end. And, uh, you know, people have made the mistake over the years of trying to figure out who the 666 equals. Don't worry about that. When the time comes, and if you're a believer, you won't be here. You won't even care about it. But they will at that time. Now, can I shamelessly promote my website with, good, with the oh, free please, books? Please do. Okay. Please do. Okay. I've written two books on the rapture, one on the final antichrist, educatingourworld.com. Educatingourworld.com. There's a little button there when you go on it. It says download books. And you can download free any of my 59 books, or all of them, uh, dealing with 11 different subjects, including the rapture of the church, the last days. You know, already we've had hundreds of thousands of downloads from that the site. That's great. Well, that's what the ministry's for. So a lot of these questions tonight that Tom and I will answer will be on that site. So please take advantage of it, and please shamelessly promote it. Amen. Okay. In fact, I want to say this about that, is I want you to consider this. So you're watching online. We don't have uh, a congregation here that meets on Sunday nights anymore. No. Uh, we're meeting like this. It, we are 100% dependent upon uh, any donations that come in yeah. online. And with that, all of the guests that we have here, whether it be Don Stewart or Don Perkins or somebody else, listen, material, books or anything, we want to promote everything you have. The, the purpose is to get the information yeah. out there. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Yep. Our reward ultimately is going to be in heaven. We totally get that. And so I absolutely want to promote everything that you have. So Thank go you. to Don's website and uh, just go for it. I'll, you've been, as you know, my mentor for 30 plus years when I used to listen to cassettes of Don's. When you were Stewart. 10 years old, I, I started not, mentoring no, you. I was, like 30 I was years ago, not right? 10 years old then. <laughs> okay, uh, this question, where to go? Um, in the Bible, uh, is it in the Bible that people will be implanted with a chip during the end times. No, it is not anywhere in the Bible. And here's something, please realize. One of our 25 signs of the end, which is another book I've written there on educatingaworld.com, talks about the exponential increase of technology. The mark of the beast won't come till about the middle of the final seven-year period. Tom, the way technology is increasing, I don't even think in our wildest imagination we could dream of what it's going to be. Yeah. I remember a number of years ago, and I might, might have mentioned this before, when I work with uh, Dennis Swick, who owns his channel, and he is a savant when it comes to technology. I was talking about some of the technology that's coming in the future, and he looked at me and said, Don, that's caveman stuff compared to what's coming. So we can't even imagine what it is. So I, I would roll everything now, chips and all that, I wouldn't even think about that, because there'll be something in that day that'll be a wow factor that people have to have, but we probably can't even imagine it now. Yeah, and, and everything is changing so fast. What we can know is that there's going to be a database. Yes. You're going to be in it. You're going to be in it. Everything about you is going to be in it. Everything about you. You cannot buy or sell. Nope. Is that technology here today? Absolutely. Absolutely. It Absolutely. is here today. And it's been used in China. It, it is. Well, you know, Don, we, I know you and I talked about this, the, the Chinese social credit system. Correct. Probably, what, two years ago we yeah, were talking yeah. about it? So we're looking at it, and I remember talking with you about it, that that system in China, every dictator in the world is going to want it, and they're totally. going to want to make a better one. Of course. That is what's happening yep. when we're no, no. watching these things. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I want to get back to some of my okay. questions. Sure, Unless go ahead. you have something you no, want no, to No, 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 I'm, I'm done. Okay. No, you can't I'm be not done. done, but I mean yeah. done bringing things up. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll start answering. All right. So we're looking at the country of Chaz. Yes, Chaz. Okay, and Seattle. So yes. It's a very bothersome thing. <laughs> um, you look at it, and you're going... How in the world could this have happened in Seattle or in any city in America? However, you're, 
You have something you want to share? Have you okay. been to Seattle before? If you have, you don't have to ask how it could happen there with the, the liberals there that they got oh. running the show. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. people, yeah. I, I've said this for a long time. Uh, people living in California, as we, we right. both do, uh, uh, they say California is the craziest state in the nation. There are crazy things here. There's sure. no doubt. Sacramento yeah. and Hollywood, there is stuff that's out there. But Seattle, Seattle. And, and Portland, Oregon, those two. Those yeah. two are this. They're like the petri dish of these things. <laughs> yeah, the uh, and and, and yeah. our good friend Olivier Melnick lives in Seattle. He's gonna he's gonna have a word with me after this program. I'll, I'll bet he. No, the, Seattle's <laughs> a great city, and it, you know it's one of the most beautiful cities on earth if you can ever see it. it. Rains all the time, but once the clouds go away, it's gorgeous. And there are wonderful people there. Unfortunately, it's been taken over by all these yeah. lefties here. In fact, the latest headlines that just came over the wire. Uh, the CHAZ, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone there, has now said one of their many demands besides disbanding and defunding police nationwide, you need to retry all non-white violent convicts with non-white jurors. So we demand that every criminal who is non-white be released in the whole United States of America and retried again, but only by non-white jurors. That's their latest demand here, CHAZ. And this is demanded, being demanded by white people predominantly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. is it's the strangest thing. You're watching yeah. how this is happening. Um, and so we look at this. This is going to bring me back to pastors again in churches. Yeah. Okay. So we have pastors and churches that are supporting. These are well-known pastors that are supporting defunding police departments. So now we have LAPD. Uh, apparently, they're going to defund 150 million. Uh, for the, yeah, and t defund all the overtime too that they were paying the police the last couple weeks. Those brave men and women that stayed hours upon hours, double shifts, this and that. Garcetti just unilaterally said, "We're not going to pay them the overtime. We're just not going to." Wow, pay them. Yeah. I didn't hear about yeah, that. Yeah. So this is like the most thankless job. People, these are the people that the mayors request to defend them. Yes. While they go somewhere, right and now they're they're treating them. Worse than dogs. It's worse, horrible. Worse than pigs. As I, it's I saw it's horrible. One police uh, yep. uh, chief, I think he, yep. called, he said, that's how we're being treated now. Yeah, okay. Here's the thing. You can be anti-racist and support the police at the same time. You don't have to choose one or the other, right, Tom? You can hate racism yeah. and you can support the police. We are huge supporters of the police. In fact, I tell people, if you see a policeman, policewoman, thank him or her. If they're going to pay a bill or something, pay it for them. Go in the front of the line and make sure you pay it. Thank them that it's not a bribe, but thank them for what they do. Because <laughs> not a bribe. No, 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 no. Don't do it while you're, they pull you over. Boy, exactly. No, no, not, no, 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 no. I mean, if you're a donut place or a restaurant or whatever, do that. You know, and, and same with other firefighters and other personnel, first responders and that. Thank them for the job they do. It's a thankless job, but particularly the police right now. Uh, they pulled out some of the major shows, Cops and a couple other mm -hmm. police off, off TV right now. If you watch that one, it was an A&E show. It was the most amazing thing because it showed policemen nationwide, in real time, live, having to get put up with all this nonsense from all these, these criminals. And it was amazing how restrained they were. Wherever you saw them, great restraint they show. Yeah, there's a couple bad apples. They're all in everything. But, you know, 72%, there's a new survey, said local people, people believe the police in their local communities are doing a great job. 72% yeah. of America believes that. And over 50% of the African-Americans said that, too. Yes, they do. And we aren't hearing, you wouldn't know that oh, no. from listening to the media oh, or, no. for, or, again, from listening to a lot of what's coming from some churches. I know, it's terrible. Okay. 150 million plus the overtime now LAPD. Oh, yeah, just 500 million LA County Sheriff. Yep. Half billion. Yep. One billion dollars. Did you see this? Yep. New York City. Yep. NYPD defund one billion dollars. Um, and then Chicago, 
uh, the mayor there is upset because businesses are moving out. And so now she's going to raise the taxes, or that's what she wants to do. Yep. And I'm looking going, so what, when I look at this, living in Southern California, um, LA's not too far, you're in I'm the in county. LA County, yeah, unfortunately. So you start looking at this, you look at cities, this goes this direction. Yep. This, d describe for me what's realistic. <laughs> what's realistic in LA County? I don't know, like we've got the story about, you know, we've got the largest homeless population in the United States. Garcetti is blaming on these laws that were done in the 19, late 1940s, mid to late 40s. Um, he's said for years and years he's gonna take care. He's in a contest to try and be the worst mayor of the United States. Now it's, it's a close contest. You've got de Blasio of New York, you've got the mayor of Chicago, and particularly the one up in Washington, in Seattle, uh, and Portland, Oregon too. Uh, so you've got a lot of them vying for the worst mayor of the United States, but they're all in uh, you know, blue states, blue cities, and they're doing things, Tom, that are not helping the citizens. We had a story just came across the wire about an hour ago. The seven Minneapolis police, uh, you know, members of the police department just resigned. They can't take it anymore. 18% uh, spike in homes for sale this last week in the Minneapolis area. Of course, who's going to buy them now? But, uh, you yeah. know, trying to sell and get out of there. Right. It's not going to help the real estate. But what are they going to do? What's their answer? One, two answers. Raise taxes and have the other hand out to the federal government. You need to fund the cities. You need to pay us back yeah. for all that we've lost here. Yeah, and that's what we're and seeing. And still not have any police. Oh, of course not. So you look at it <laughs> and you go, I'll, I can only see that these places are going to descend into, for a lack of other terms, a hellhole. Of course. You know, and I mean, who would even want to visit there? Who would want? And 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 these leaders are willing to cut off their own legs uh, in order to get at whatever, whoever they don't like. Yeah, you know something that's interesting too, Tom. In 1933, when the National Socialism Party took over. Adolf Hitler to tag Hermann Goering to do first and foremost to defund the police, abandon the police, which they did, and so his brown shirts could take over, and his brown shirts started beating people up, looting, rioting, and the such like, to frighten the populace there in Germany. Does that sound a little yeah, familiar? It sounds so familiar. In fact, I remember talking about Antifa a while back, liking them to the brown shirts, yeah. and you just defined, you just went into details that are even more clear yeah, exactly. in, the, in where we are today. There, this playbook is out there. Totally out there. Yeah, and, 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 and get rid of the police is the top of the playbook there, because then you have the thugs taking over, the Antifa, the thugs, the anti-fascists, who are the biggest fascists on the planet here. And uh, by the way, they're not black. They're mostly white guys that are uh, that wear hoods because they don't want to be seen. It's really interesting. They're afraid to show their identity there, but they're terrorists is what they are, and they have a goal of bringing socialism, fascism, you know, communism to America. Get rid of the market-based system that we have, and one, first and foremost, cause chaos. That's part of their agenda: cause chaos, uh, you know, uh, violence, riots, and things like that. And so when police come in, the army comes in, or whatever, they can film that and say, "See how terrible the country is." We need we need to have a new government here. We need to get rid of the present government and put in some type of mm -hmm. socialist or commie government. Yeah, it, 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 but everything is going that way. Totally. You know, yeah. you, so you look, you go, I just didn't think a lot of it would happen until after the rapture. I didn't either. But it is developing <laughs> at breakneck speed. Yeah. I, I, don't, I do not see things going back to the normal we had four months ago. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't either. And you know what we really have to do, too, because believe it or not, this is June. We've got an election just in a few months, don't we, in November. And talk about <laughs> where this country is going to go after that. Uh, we got two roads to follow. One is a, another reprieve. The other is we don't even want to think about it. I mean, if we have, we'll have to if we get there. But it's time for Christians to pray and ask God for His mercy here on this oh, country. It, it desperately is. Uh, the the night of the election, Donald Trump, 
I was in the desert. Remember that, yeah. On taking a short vacation. You text me, I don't know, what was it, midnight or something, something like, like that? Something like that, yeah, yeah. And you, you said, we have a reprieve. You're so, yeah, Trump, exactly. Trump was elected. He won. Yeah. Uh, maybe two in the morning, whatever time it was. It was late. Yeah, I was watching and, it all night, yeah. Um, and we have a reprieve, you, and you've used that word that night and ever since then. Yeah. And we are, I, I agree with you. We look at the election, and again, Trump is not Jesus Christ. No, not at all. But he used, God uses men yep. and women in positions. He used Esther in the Old Testament. He used, uh, he used, um, uh, 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 I can't even think of their names. Uh, the, uh, oh, I've drawn a blank. What's his name? God, the, uh, Cyr, um, Cyrus. Cyrus so the Persian. I knew there was somebody. Yeah. This is the trouble with doing things live. Yeah. Is having these brain moments. Would, See if Cyrus, but it's, it's you ever real. Have those? No, yeah, all the time. But we can do take two. <laughs> you didn't hear that. But yeah. no, but it's take real, Tom. It's real. Yeah. God uses people. That's how he, he does, does it. Yeah, yes, he, yes, yes. He's always done it that way. And yeah. so we look and we go, look, I can look at this. We're going to be on one path or the other, yep. uh, depending on who, be, who is elected That's as true. president. And uh, uh, very frightening things. Okay, lot, I have a lot more to talk about. Go ahead. And uh, so this is from Stephanie. I'm not sure where Stephanie is from. Hi, please ask Don if the peace deal with Israel has any negative consequences for America. If America tries to divide any part of Israel, will that not be against what God says in his word? If so, please explain and quote the scripture. I think she's referring to Joel chapter 3 where if uh, anybody, any nation that divides my land, uh, I yeah. will judge. Yeah, it's not going to happen, Stephanie, and here's the reason why. There's no desire to have any peace treaty. We just had the 53rd anniversary of the reuniting of the city of Jerusalem. I did about a half hour uh, on his channel explaining that at that particular time, from 1940 to 1967, Tom, before Jerusalem was united, there was no call for a Palestinian state. There could have been. Uh, Jerusalem was uh, held by the Jordanians. In the north, the Golan Heights by the Syrians. In the south, the Gaza Strip by the Egyptians. They, they were sovereign territory. They, they held the territory, and they kept the Palestinian people with an iron fist. But all of a sudden now, after Jerusalem's united, you've got, uh, you know, well, these poor Palestinians, you know, that have been downtrodden. That Well, where were their Arab brothers during those early years. Now, um, the, the, uh, a peace plan, the uh, plan of the ages, whatever it's called, it's not going to go because you have to have two people to agree, two parties to agree. And here's the thing, there was never a peep about peace, uh, peace from 48 to 67 because 67 they thought, well, we got it wrong the last time, the War of Independence in 48. 67, we're going to wipe them out once and for all. And it was only after that, after Jerusalem was united, they took the Golan Heights, the Sinai, and the such like, that um, the Gaza Strip, and that the uh, they've started asking for peace there, but they don't want peace. They want everything, and so it's not going to happen. So I w I wouldn't worry about that in the least. The president's plans it's it's a non-starter. Believe me. Yeah, it is it is a non-starter, and uh, it, but we hear about it, and because of Bible prophecy, people right. have read those scriptures, and they wonder. Of course. And there's also some people out there that say, well, this is happening because Trump's peace plan. You nope. and I both hear that. that yeah, nope, not a chance. I, I agree. And some of the people I really get along with well who promote these things, but I don't see it that way. No. Okay, so I had this question. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Right. Because they would not receive the love of the truth, God will send them strong delusions Correct. that they'll believe the lie. This question came in. I thought it was a great question. Is that love of the truth uh, speaking of uh, rejecting Jesus Christ, or is it speaking of the love of the truth overall yeah and then of course the question came because it appears there's a lot of people that are in 
a state of delusion right now. Yeah. Okay. It's very important we understand what it says. It says that God's going to send this deluding info, and so they believe that which is false. All of them who have not believed the truth but have delighted in evil will be condemned. It's not just talking about unbelievers. It's people who love evil, who are promoting it. Because as we know, Tom, there's going to be many unbelievers come to faith in Christ during that period of time. They will have a chance and they will believe a great revival. But there are people who just delight in evil, no matter what you do. And again, I think the best illustration is during the Great Tribulation period when they, they, want, they call on the mountains to cover them, the rocks, the caves to cover them, not on God. This is the wrath of the Lamb. They know where it's coming from, but do they repent? No, they no. do not repent, no. and they refuse to turn from their wickedness. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. They're not yes. going to believe. Revelation chapter 6 is where yep. the, that's the sixth seal. Also, yep. uh, you, you answered another question oh, in that. Okay. You said uh, uh, there will be people who are unsaved that get saved during course, the tribulation of period. And there are some teachings out there that say, well, only Jews will be saved during no, the no. tribulation oh, no. period. Oh, no. But people are going to, Gentiles are also going to be saved. Right from, if I remember correctly, every tribe, nation, and tongue. That's right. Uh, so not just Jews, but Gentiles will also Yeah, be which answer, by the way, that's Revelation 5, 9, which answers the question about God getting his word to the lost. It says there'll be people from every nation, every tribe, every tongue that are there in heaven. In other words, they'll become believers in Jesus. God will get his word to them if they want to know. Amen. I have great questions coming. Oh, we're good. supposed to be done in one minute. I think we're going to be good. I'm guessing I'll get messages. Please go a little bit longer. So let's go on. A few more minutes. Okay. A few more. That's fine. Book of Revelation. I still we don't even need deodorant yet. We even got warmed up. We're we already get out I of here. Want, so this is exciting to me. I want okay. to get to David Tal in Israel okay, sure. also. Okay. Um, so do the events in Revelation happen chrono uh, chronologically? Well, that's a great question. As one who you've taught through it, Tom, mm -hmm. there's there's some question whether you've got the events one sequentially one after another. Uh, we know Revelation 19 is basically at the end. That's the second coming of Christ. That doesn't happen before Revelation 7 or 8. There may, again, this is a question that people, I think generally speaking, that's true. Now, I'll give, I should give you that one. You've taught it through. What do you think? On, on the book of Revelation yeah, chronologically. Yeah. Well, here's, so when you look at the way it's laid out, this right. is what people need to understand. Revelation chapter 1 has, as we know, Correct. verse 19, its own divine outline. Yep. The things that were the things that are and the things that will take place after this. Right. So the things that are are the church age, chapters 2 and 3. Right. The things that will take place after this are all of the fulfillments that are coming during the tribulation Correct. period from the John being in heaven, the angels are around the throne, holy, 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 they're crying out. He sees all of that. But then all of the things begin to unfold. The challenge is you have the various uh, judgments, the seal judgments, right. the trumpet judgments, and the bowl judgments. And when you get into the middle part of the book of Revelation, uh, of uh, the tribulation and the middle part of the book of Revelation, it appears that you have some things that are described that take place later on, yeah. but yet uh, you're also reading about certain details of them earlier. Uh, um, yeah. I believe the book of Revelation overall, it lays out in chronological order. Agreed. But you do have where you get a look back yep. at some things that happen in some of the later Seemingly. chapters. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, one of the confusions that comes in the book of Revelation is chapter 9 and chapter 16. Right. The 200 million. And, and is that I'm the very, same thing? Uh, pardon me? Is that the same it's thing? It's not the same thing. It's I'm not. very opinionated it's not, on it. It is not, is it? And no, I agree. Revelation chapter 9 is the trumpet judgments. Revelation chapter 16 is the bowl judgments. Correct. Revelation chapter 9 has an army of 200 million. Right. And Bible uh, prophecy teachers have been saying for years, that 200 million is a 200 million man from 
army from China that because comes... Because of, of Revelation 16. Re Revelation yeah. 16. Yeah. Can't put them together. But the only thing that connects them as being the same is the mention of the Euphrates. Yeah. Uh, and and they're, they're, not, they're different judgments. Totally different. So when you take it chronologically, this is how I look at the book of Revelation chronologically, is with the judgments. Seal judgments, trumpet judgments, and then uh, the bowl judgments. However, you do have summaries that are taking place. And when you understand that, it all works. Yeah. And right now, we are still in the church age. We sure are. The things which are. And so we're able to look at it and go, okay, this is where we are, but look what's coming. Yeah. And I've also, one of the books I've written there is called Look Up a Timeline of 50 Last Days Events, where we try and give a chronology from the time of the dead in Christ rising, the rapture of the church to eternity. And like we say, here's a general chronology, a general framework. Some events might be a little out of place, or they're all going to happen, but we don't know whether each one will happen sequentially one after another. And just like you said there in the book of Revelation, it, it may or may not. Yep. Um, okay, that question came from Rick in San Antonio, Texas. All right. Uh, this question came from Tracy. I'm not sure where Tracy's from. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 12, Jesus is referring to uh, the love of many growing cold yep. due to lawlessness in the last days. Mm -hmm. Is Jesus referring to Christians here? Uh, no, this is the great tribulation period. When you get to Matthew 24, he's talking about the time of the end with the increase of unlawlessness. Uh, you know, the love of many shall become cold. It's what it says, Revelation, uh, Matthew uh, uh, 24, 12. However, what we're seeing, you know, in the last days, Jesus talked about, again, the time period that you're going to have people turn on the Christians. The Christians, the Jews are going to be persecuted. Now, when we talk about Christians, Tom, remember, there's a lot of Christians in name only. Mm -hmm. Bible-believing Christians, Bible-believing Christians, hopefully will, you know, it's going to be a tough period of time. But I think in this particular context here, it's talking about getting through this last, it, it's, you know, it's the first half of the Great Tribulation period until you get to verse 15, then it gets the second half there. Yeah. Uh, here, here's another question for you. Okay. you ready? Yep. Um, what about the statement silence is violence and i believe this is <laughs> yes. speaking to the you know what's going on right now with uh the call racism and right. churches are saying you got to step up uh this person asks, it doesn't set right with me how do i respond when i hear or see this which is what i think we're dealing with exactly yeah you, you, you don't silence is violence we don't we're not silent we're pro proclaiming the gospel of jesus christ we're telling the truth that's not violence. This is the love of God. We're trying to save you from a Christless eternity. And so that's our message there. So the, all these phrases, you know, and what they're trying to do, and this is one of the things, in fact, I'm glad we brought that up. I wanted to mention, do not, pe do not ever let people define you to tell, that they tell you who you are. We are not anti-abortion. We are pro-life. We're pro-Jesus. We're for Jesus. Yeah, we're going to be anti-certain things, but first and foremost, we're, we're for Jesus Christ, and that's how we define ourselves. You're not going to, I don't want people to define me because you don't believe in that. I don't believe in this. Maybe not, but I do believe in this, and that's what I'm proclaiming. So, yeah, the whole silence is violence nonsense. In other words, unless you, you know, unless you speak the same thing we speak, yeah. you're violent. In other words, it's not just right. speaking. It's yeah. speaking their mantra. Yeah, what, what about, here's something that really grinds on me. Um, is we have pastors that have been silent about abortion for yeah. forever, it seems, for decades. Um, yeah. But yet they're using this mantra, well, wait a minute, silence is violence. What about the violence that has happened to these little babies? You know, so you look at this, you go, but it's in the labeling, and it's marginalizing totally. also, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, totally marginalized. 62% of the abortions here in America are from African-American children. 
why don't we have the sign Black Lives Matter outside of an abortion clinic? Uh, we never hear that, do we? Yeah. Because, you know, it's the whole back to Margaret Sanger, the eugenics and the Planned Parenthood and all that sort of thing. That's where the protests need to be. That's where there's, you know, uh, you know the, the horrible things that are going on. And so it, it's bother. you know, I, I'm with you. It really bothers me when you have a, a, a time now you could speak for the truth and yet people are just, you know, again, like you said, many people who are well-known churches, pastors, are giving money to groups that want to defund the police, are giving money to organizations that basically want to overthrow the country. And if they got in control, the first thing would do is pull the plug on you, pastor, and your church. Are you, don't you understand what's going on here? And so this is the kind of things that are taking place right now, Tom. And we are passionate about this is a time we are here to stand up and be counted. Uh, we're not going to be the, you know, the most loved people in the world. We're not going to be, you know, politically correct, but we're going to tell the yeah. truth, and that's what counts. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about Nazi Germany earlier, yeah. yeah. And speaking of the truth, uh, in Nazi Germany, what happened was churches weren't speaking up. No, they were not. And so what happened was, I mean, churches. A pastor has a great opportunity to be a vocal conduit to the people if he's willing to stay with the truth and and understand that people aren't going to necessarily like him for it. But what happened in Nazi Germany is pastors weren't speaking up until it was too late. And even after it was too late, most of them still capitulated and were willing to just pretend like nothing was happening to the Jews. Yeah, that's a great story. The late A.E. Wilder Smith told me he had earned three degrees in the sciences. And we were there. I stayed with him in Switzerland years ago in, the, in 1988. And he told me a story of Adolf Eichmann. Eichmann was the one who put the delivery system together for the final solution. He, he organized the trains and the, all the, the trips to the various death camps. And he was caught in Argentina. He was brought and, and sentenced to execution. He was hanged in Israel. The night before, a, a minister came in and said, you know, I, do you have any, you know it's time, you're going to die tomorrow. Are you ready to confess what you've done? You know what Eichmann said? I've got nothing to confess at all. In Germany, I was taught that I was actually helping out God. They've taught about theistic evolution, the survival of the fittest, the best survive. I'm going to be welcome into heaven for what I've done because I got rid of inferior people. The, you know, the Aryan race is the master race. And he, he actually believed that because that's what was taught during the 30s and 40s in Germany. That's amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? Well, it shows also when somebody is deceived, yeah. they don't know they're deceived. No, they don't. He that, had no idea he was yeah. deceived. And the master deceiver yep. is Satan himself, exactly. who also is deceived into thinking that he's going to beat Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And that ain't yeah. going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. When you, which brings <laughs> me to um, Israel. All right, okay. good. Because ultimately, I, the way I read my Bible and Bible prophecy, it, it all comes back to Israel. Right. Um, and great deception, the enemy of our souls wants to eliminate the Jewish people. Sure does. Uh, what's the reason for that? Well, because that would show the promises of God are of none effect. Jeremiah 31, 35 to 37, Jeremiah, God had him talk to the people when they're going to captivity. Look, as long as the sun's in the sky, the universe is here, you're going to still exist as a distinct people. If the Jews were ever ex wiped out as a group of people, as a race, then the promises of God would be made of none effect. Because front and center, center stage in the last days is the nation of Israel. Yeah. So with that, Okay, uh, our friend, David Tal. Love David. Uh, me too. Text me early this morning, okay. right? And uh, I was trying to get ready for Sunday morning, but uh, in Israel, he's, got a, he's on a different time of course. frame. He's from Jerusalem, but it was really good just connecting with him. Israel's got different, they're, they're further ahead than we are on certain things. Right. Obviously, the COVID-19 and, yep. and everything. They're moving on, but he's reading the news, and, and I, I was just frank, frank with him. 
Yes, it is as bad as the news is saying over in Israel about what's taking place here in the United yeah, States. it is. And then I said this to him. I said, but David, I do believe that what is happening in the United States is going to have repercussions. It's going to be transported to the rest of the globe. Yeah. And then he said, you probably have a lot to say about Israel. Now, I'm going to call him tomorrow morning. And by the way, I'm going to be doing a, a live YouTube with David. Oh, great. It's either going to be a Sunday night here coming up real quick. Well, actually, I'm probably going to do a Sunday night live with him, but I'm also going to do something during this week with him live. Great. Um, so with that, maybe I can get you in on it. Oh, we yeah. could do all three of us would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, we yeah, talked, you know, to. before this that was great. happened, right. the three of us were going to do mini tours. And yeah, and David, then, David's a great guy. Down. Yeah. Okay. With that, I said, David, you know, you, he said, you probably have a lot to say about Israel. Yes, I do. Ultimately, I know this is gonna, going to, Jews are going to be blamed for this one way or another yep. for all these things that are taking, we're watching that happen already too. Yep. And I believe one of the articles you have tomorrow morning yep. Is about that already being labeled as the dirt, the dirty Jews. Yeah, there was a a a, a a a a black Frenchman that was killed by the police, and they're protesting that. And during the protest, because you know racism, they're calling the police there in France racist. They started talking about the dirty Jews. Where in the world that come from? And they were, and the Jews, of course, there were dumbfounded by that. You, you had a, uh, you know, supposedly the racist. Gendarmes there in France had killed this. Uh, I don't know. He was a black Frenchman, whether he was from Africa. Or I'm not sure, but they called it a, a racist murder. And yet, during the midst of that, the chants turned to "Dirty Jews, Dirty Jews." Yeah, yeah. And that is what. So this is. It, it bothers me because I don't think a lot of the Jewish people understand the direction this is going to go. I know, and you know, because I know the Bible. And they're looking to go, well, wait a minute, sounding the alarm, yeah. it is going to go that way. And, you know, I'll talk with David about it tomorrow. Yep. Yep. And, um, and uh, we have a lot of friends over in Israel. Uh, we have a lot of Jewish friends here also, some Indeed. Jewish believers, some uh, uh, not believers, but still sure. Jewish friends that we care for. Um, I, I have this other question. Sure. I have a lot more to say about Israel, but we only, we're, we're, we're basically done. We're about out of time. Let's, let, let's. Yeah, we're going to get to wrapping this up. Or okay. People are going to say, man, they're gonna, we can go for three hours like this. Easily. Okay, this is from uh, someone named Joe. I want to respectfully ask this question. I saw so many churches and pastors joining in the Blackout Tuesday movement, not only on Instagram but Facebook, not just clergy but many Christians, and they are marching with BLM protests. Is or was that okay? I like what you did. Uh, also putting up a thin uh, blue line, talking about an Instagram I posted where I put up the black, but also the blue line. Right. Uh, basically, all lives matter. Of course which they do. Didn't set. Isn't that strange, though? I, now, if you say all lives matter, you're you're branded a yeah, racist. Yeah. The, remember the announcer for the Sacramento Kings? Yeah. Uh, what it was about three weeks ago said all lives matter. He'd been announcing their basketball game since 1988, 89. He got fired. He didn't, can't find a job anywhere now. Because he tweeted just one line, all lives matter. How dare you say something like that? You're fired. I mean, can you believe that? Yeah. Uh, the, the president of CrossFit lost yeah. Oh, yeah, he, position. he's gone. Um, yeah. And they're really, these are, they're not mean things that are oh, actually no, being no, said. Oh, no, no, not at all. What, what is wrong with all lives matter? I know, here's what's strange. Just because you and I are talking like this, there's going to be, I'll, I'll have things, so will you. With you and Jack, when you're oh, talking about yeah. Antifa, yeah. Uh, what is Antifa? Antifa is, a, is basically a... They're supposed to be anti-fascist. They're the most fascist party 
out there going. Again, their, their, their roots are about 100 years ago from Russia. They've, been, they've come over from Europe. They're highly organized, contrary to they what are, they're saying. They're, highly yeah. organized. There's leaders there. The idea is to cause chaos here, violence, for the overthrow of the country and replace our system with one of Marxism, communism, socialism, uh, fascism, whatever. So they're the most fascist group out there, but they're called anti-fascist of all things. They're very well organized. There's, very well organized. There's no very way well anybody can tell me that you could have all these different protests. And they, again, they happen to be in blue states in blue cities yep. with blue mayors mm -hmm. uh, that are so well organized. Yep. They're all operating exactly the same way, too. Right. And now happening in various parts of the world. Right. You can't tell me it's not organized. Do you believe, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, George Soros. All right. So I, I've read about George Soros being involved in these things for a long time. Yeah. Funding these kind of radical movements. George Soros, for our viewers, if they don't know this, was very instrumental in Nazi Germany as a young, I think he was like 15 or something mm -hmm. like that. And he was selling, George Soros was a Jew, he was selling other Jews to the Nazis for money. Yep. I saw him in a 60 Minutes interview in the 1990s, and he said, he was asked, don't you have any remorse about that? Well, why would I? If I didn't do it, somebody else would have done it. Yeah. So, of course, I'm going to sell my fellow Jews out to make money. So, if he's willing to do that as a yeah. teenager, and I hear about these things now, and all the George Soros connections, I read about them, people tell me I'm a conspiracy theorist. What have you heard? Yeah, I, I don't know. I know. I think it's greater than George Soros. It's out there. We know who ultimately is behind it. That's the devil himself. So I don't like, you know, I don't know how, that much at digging down all these conspiracy theories. But I know what's happening. I know who's behind it. But like we said, I know the good news, Tom, how it's going to turn out in the end. Yeah. We're going to win. That's the main thing we want to take away with here. Yeah. We, we, are going to tur we are going to win. Um, in, in Isaiah chapter 28, there's a covenant that Israel enters into with Shul. And it says in there to avoid the scourge. Mm -hmm. And you look at you look at things now, if things you can start to picture yes. what kind of scourge could be coming to Israel. Yep. And you go, is, you know, you're, we're listen, we are watching things develop. Do you have any final closing words for everybody? Yeah. Uh, again, thanks for inviting me. That that closing word, and and basically, thank you for tuning in. Continue to be who God wants you to be in this day. You and I are chosen for some reason to live at this time. Look at that as, a, as kind of a badge of, of something. Wow, why me? Why am I living? It's like people live in the time of Jesus. They were honored to see Jesus. We're honored to see these events around his second coming, but not just honored. We're to do something. We're to get in the game. We're to, you know, to, you know be counted, stand up. It's not going to be easy. No one said that, but God is going to give you the strength. So that's my parting words. Just, you know, trust the Lord. Again, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, worry about nothing, pray about everything, and his peace will guard your hearts and mind through Jesus Christ, the supernatural peace. Not the absence of conflict, but peace knowing that you're doing the right thing, and he will protect you. And so just go out there and do what God would have you to do. Be wise, but do, you know, as he leads you. Amen. Uh, again, Don, somebody wants to get a hold of you, or they want to follow your, all of your, your books, your material, Educating Our World. Educatingourworld.com is where you can get all the free books. I have a Facebook page, too. It's open to the public where I talk about all the events that are going on called Don Stewart. And then it's the same things on Educating Our World with Don Stewart. That's like a, uh, another page where we have, I'm, I'm, out of, I'm almost out of people that can be friends there, but the public, got a lot of followers can watch and what we're going to say. So anything that's going on, we will post that. We promoted this program tonight. I had a lot of people saying they're looking forward to watching, and we know they are. And so we say hi to them. So you can get a hold of me that way. Yeah. 
and with uh, you're with James Cadiz. Yes. You have a radio program every week now that has just exploded. Yeah, we're always going crazy. Countdown to Eternity. It's a 30-minute program per week, and uh, we're very excited. We've only had it for a few weeks. I guess it's setting some records, the number of people wa uh, listening to it and, and on it. So I love doing that, and it's always a blessing. And also remember, this coming Saturday, Tom Hughes, the cleanup hitter of 10 to 2, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific time, a world event, what's, hap what's next for the church, and myself, Tom, Brad Bacus and Tim Thompson are going to talk about that. Be there or be square. Amen. It's going to be fantastic. Again, one last time, don't forget, subscribe to this YouTube channel. Share these programs uh, between James and Don and Jack and JD and Barry and the rest of us because we're all in this moving together. Uh, praise the Lord and uh, God bless you guys. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.